0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I stumbled across... While flipping channels, I stumbled across the uh, main event at WrestleMania 35. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, the man. And it's been a while since I've actually sat down and kind of watched and enjoyed a match in the WWE. If you didn't know, I used to do a show every week back when in the golden age of this golden age of wrestling in the Attitude Era, towards the end of the Attitude Era, Jonathan Hood and I used to do a show on The Score called WrestleManiacs on Monday night. We come on, we talk about what happened on Raw, we talk about what happened on SmackDown, we talk about what happened on Nitro, we talk about ECW, like all of those things. It was a lot of fun. I have, um, since, I mean, that was 15, wow, it's probably like 20 years ago, now that I think about it. But... I haven't been as huge of a wrestling fan in probably, I don't know, more than 10 years. I have every now and again peeked my head in at the women's division in WWE. Because once it kind of all consolidated and Vince was just in charge of everything, uh, it, it wasn't that fun to me. I've enjoyed the little pieces that I've seen of AEW. And I really like what they're trying to do at AEW, but I don't know if I'll ever fully invest in it. So I say all that to tell you this. I've also been covering MMA in the in, in a way that a talk show host can. I've gone to a couple of events. I've been to a couple of press conferences. I've written stories for for the Scores website, and I've had a lot of MMA fighters on the show. It's funny because watching that match made me go back and listen to an interview that I did with Holly Holm where we talked a little bit about Ronda Rousey. The whole point is I wanted to talk about Ronda. I was watching that match, and I've never thought that Ronda ever looked comfortable in the ring. I don't know if her style lends to it, like her type of athleticism even lends to it. And I never, she never looked good choreographed to me if that makes any sense even watching her work with Charlotte who's obviously like her whole life has been wrestling and Becky who has spent a big portion of her life when she wasn't in college like doing wrestling she still looks stiff and it's going to take time and look you're you're taking someone who was in one thing and then moving them into another I'm not expecting her to be Tully Blanchard you know, I'm I'm not expecting her to to even old mula at the end, but it never seemed like it was a good fit for her. I enjoy watching Ronda in the ring, octagon. I also enjoyed when the women's division in in UFC caught up, and it was cool to see Holly Holm knock her out, and it was cool to see Amanda Nunez just absolutely body her. In the two losses that Ronda suffered in her professional MMA career. She was, for a, a period of time, was the baddest woman on the planet. One of the scariest human beings around. Because you didn't want to get caught in an arm bar from Ronda Rousey. It just, it, it, it looked and seemed painful. And she had a way about her that... I don't know if it was genuine or not. It felt genuine when you would see it on display of not liking her opponent. And I I got into this conversation with Holly Holm about this. And I want you to just take a listen to just a couple minutes of of her explaining how things changed and why she felt like they changed when her and Ronda got together and fought.
1: You know, I think sometimes with that, uh, maybe some fighters need that to be their mind. They That's how they kind of get up for the fight. They got to get into it real emotionally and real personally. Um, for me, I'm just not like that. But not only that, I think too, um, by talking me up, leading up to the fight, basically, I think it's like if then if she were to have beat me, it's like, oh, she did all these things and I beat her. So I think there's like this build up that it's like, you know, I'm fighting this this girl that's going to be great when I beat her, I think was a lot of the mentality behind that. And then the closer it got to the fight and the real emotions came out, I think that's what we saw. Uh, that's just my take on it, and I could be wrong. But, um, you know, I didn't never mind any of it. It's, I mean, it, weigh-ins was probably when it got the most intense. Everybody had that all over every social media you can imagine. And, um, you uh, looked people,
0: ready to go right then and there. I was ready to go right there.
1: <laughs> and it is an intense moment. Um I don't know if that was just something to kind of maybe try to get in my head, but that th- there was no doing that.
0: I was already there. I would imagine with. I kept thinking, how in the world are you going to psych out someone who's won a world championship? You know, like mm-hmm. that's what kept going through my mind that you had been through this in boxing. So there, there's not there's no punking Holly home. You know, it just it, it seemed like it was. I, It seemed like a really really uh, irrelevant thing to try and pull off
1: for me I think a lot of people like were you offended and like I thought it was fun (laughs) I felt a lot of emotion that day. I was ready to go You know I was ready to go and I knew you know what she's here. She's ready to go So I knew I was up against the best of her best people don't get to feel that on a normal day. I was pumped. I was ready and um, It's a different approach than I have but if somebody does approach me that way leading up to a fight, I'm okay with it. I had a really intense fight kind of early on in my career, and it got real kind of sticky. And I got leaving weigh-ins, and I told my coach, I said, Man, I hate I hate when it gets like that. I don't like it to be personal like that. You know, I just want to get in there and fight. And now they're all irritated and mad. And then he goes, Holly, so do you think she's like going to want to hit you hard? Because... I have news for you. they want to hit you as hard as they can anyway, it doesn't matter. You want to hit her just as hard whether, and he's like, it doesn't even matter. You think she's going to hit you harder than she already wanted to hit you before. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. So anytime that any weigh-ins that have ever gotten sticky, I'm like, oh, so we're going to fight tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> so I kept thinking about that, that conversation with Holly Holm about Ronda Rousey. And I've always felt that her talk game in UFC was unbelievable. And when you're the scariest person around, it, it it is, it can be intimidating when you make that move over to the WWE though. The, the people that make it to the top of that profession usually are the best talkers and they can handle it and they can, they can dish it out and they can take it and they understand what the rules are that go on inside the, the the game. I've never felt that Ronda was comfortable with some of the rules of the game. And while she may not say it publicly, although in some cases she has, I felt like there was everyone else kind of knew. Hey, this is for play play. Like we we're going at each other a hundred for play play. And I felt like there were times where Ronda was like, nah, that's over the line. This isn't play play. And I don't play play. And I think that she she has struggled with the WWE. And that's why you haven't seen her in in a year. So she went on Steve-O's podcast and she's been talking a little bit over the last couple of days. Like the podcast came out and she was talking about how she doesn't want to do wrestling full time. And I understand it. And I think, and we'll see what ends up happening with Gronk, I think the people often, celebrities, celebrity wrestlers, let's put it that way, celebrity wrestlers often think, oh, yeah, I can go and take a bump. They're going to pay me a big old sum of money, and I'm going to get to wear a championship belt, and it'll be great. And then the reality of the schedule starts to become reality that you are on the road you're doing mostly house shows you're not going to be in the big main event you're gonna lose because that's part of it and you have to understand that and you also have to understand that that there are going to be some things that are said about you that you don't want said and if you're not prepared for it it can be really difficult for people to to understand and to take i mean Hell, there are feuds going on with old wrestlers right now because of stuff that was shoot, that was said on live TV. And with Ronda, I don't know if she would ever be comfortable with it. Let me read you a tweet that she put out. Hashtag kayfabe killer. Anyone who was outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. While you all are tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers' huge soft egos, no one is thinking about the real fighters you're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. Yes, I understand wrestling 300 days a year for years on end is incredibly tough on the body and a difficult profession. But do you know what would happen if you got into 300 real fights a year? You'd be dead. She's not wrong. She's not wrong about that. But I think that that's one of the suspension of disbelief for her has been really difficult. And I wonder if she thinks that all of this has been an insult to what she did previously, where for a span of about two years, she was the most feared woman in the world. She's the reason that Dana White even started having women's fights because here was this phenomenon of a champion that had no place to show off their skills. And as I said earlier, the women's division caught up and they got better. I just never felt like it was a good match. And maybe, because I think she's under contract for another couple years with WWE, maybe her as a occasional heel works for her and for the other wrestlers if if she's doing commentary and then you know pops into the ring like Gronk did maybe that works for her but I've never felt like it was a really good match no pun intended between her and the WWE I don't think that she can go back into MMA I think that Amanda Nunez still beat her brains out I don't know what Ronda does next, and I would assume, although I don't know this for sure, I would assume she has enough money to do whatever she wants. And if she wants to start like a gym or starts training fighters, like I think that could be something for. Her. If she wanted to do commentary, I think that might be kind of cool, whether it's MMA or or doing wrestling. I just hope that whatever it is, she finds some happiness because she. There's part of me that feels like she's a bit of a tortured soul, and that fighting used to be her way of working through some of that stuff. And the wrestling just never really took. The other part of it is that when in MMA, she was 100% respected. Even if she wasn't liked 100%, she was 100% respected. In the WWE, there are gonna be times when you are disrespected by your, your co-workers and unfortunately by the fans. Like that's part of the gig. It's a hard thing to try and overcome. She said this on Steve O's podcast. What am I doing it for? I'm not being able to spend time my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fing ungrateful fans that don't appreciate. Don't even appreciate me. She went on to say, I wasn't even home when I was home. I was basically just trying to recover enough to be able to get to the next extent of being gone. People think you're only wrestling as much as they see you on TV, but they don't realize that there's three or four other days of live shows during the week. If I looked at all of the live shows, I was only home a day and a half a week. It was just not worth it for my family. So that was Rhonda talking about this. And these are all the things that I'm talking about. I just never felt like it was going to work for her. I wish her a lot of luck because I, I will say that she, when she came on the scene in MMA, like she kind of changed things. And it's hard to see a trailblazer kind of not know where they're going next. I'm not always the biggest Ronda Rousey fan. I've, I've actually found I've found myself more of an Amanda Nunes fan, and I really enjoyed Holly Holm, um, Valentina Shevchenko. Like I've talked to, it's weird. I've actually talked with a lot of MMA fighters over the last few years, but I hope that Ronda finds some sort of happiness. I don't think that happiness for her is in the WWE. Thanks for listening.